Hey there, my old men and young babies. It's a New Year's Eve episode of Trash South Street. I'm Lou. I'm Jamie Z. And we occasionally talk about music. Yes. So, Jamie, we're here. I was thinking young men and old babies. <laughs> They're worse, like in Benjamin Button. Yes. while. Nothing. Nothing really. It was in San Diego. And it was actually a lot more boring than I thought. Uh, had a... Saw the panda. Yeah, saw pandas. The most noble of God's creatures. They were, they were, uh, angelic. Beams of light shooting down from the canopy. Yeah, they are probably rolling Ascending onto heaven. No, they're just eating bamboo. Yeah. Munch, munch, munch. Yeah, Matt, they do that you know what the, all day. You know what the number one cause of death of pandas in the wild is? What? Tooth decay. <laughs> Can't make that shit up. Tooth decay. <laughs> uh, um, then it was Christmas, which was pretty uneventful. Um, Sharsha made chocolate chip cookies this year. Cool. Oh, uh, yeah, that was... It was the last year yeah. where it was a, a war conundrum. crime. My cousin decided she's getting married next Thanksgiving, the most excruciating day of the year to get married on. So I'm really looking forward to not going to that next year. To just disappear <laughs> off the face of the earth. What about you? Uh, you know, did Christmas. Did the Seven Fishes Christmas Eve. Which was good. Mm. Had a lot of yummy food. Yeah. Played Santa Claus. Um, the, the, no. the new 7-inch by <laughs> Billy Childish? <laughs> no, uh, the, the real Santa Claus. Oh. The Chris Kringle of oh. the Santa Clauses. Did someone play the villainous Black Peach? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Um, so it was fun. You know, very low-key, chilled mm-hmm. out. I thought of you about the uh, Germany attacks because you were at, well, you weren't at that Christmas village, but you no, were. No, so my grandmother brought that up. She's like, oh, Lewis, I thought you. you shouldn't travel, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I'm not afraid of that shit. Last like, year, I'm there a was, man. Last year, I was like, I'm a man, Grandma. <laughs> Let me have some of these cookies, <laughs> bitch. No, she brought it up, and she's like, yeah, that could have been you. I was like, eh. I was like, it really, it could have been me last year when I almost went to that Eagles of Death Metal show in Paris. <laughs> they're they're touring again, too. They are touring again. They're touring uh, That's again. what I did. I went to a show, a couple shows. I went to yeah. uh, see Bouncing Souls and Off With Their Heads. Yeah. Um, it was a fun show. Saw a lot of old faces. Ran mm-hmm. into Kelly Rafferty and the Oaf and yeah. Jake. A um, bunch of people. Mm. Um, and then I saw Dangers on Tuesday. Yeah. And they were amazing. Mm. They're awesome. Uh Real fun show, I would have to say, in my top three of this year ah. of shows. What were the other two? The Nishamini Brewing, Nishamini Creek Brewing uh, show, with which was Suicide Machines and Off With Their Heads. It was just, mm-hmm. just a fun time, and it was an awesome show. And then Pairs, ah. with the, when I went with Steve Rodia, mm. um, were my three favorite shows this year. Yeah. What about you? I swear to Christ, the only show I can remember going to is The Cure, which was an amazing show. It was like a five-hour show. I remember show. you said that you puked in a trash can. Yeah, because the guy had B.O. so bad that... Uh, I thought you might say Garbage. Garbage was good. Uh, garbage was good. MCD. You saw the Mercy Devils. Yeah, that was good. And I felt like I saw other concerts, too. I don't remember. Oh, uh, what about the Beach Boys? What about Brian Wilson? Um, I don't remember. <laughs> that was the funnest car ride home. Mm-hmm. As you know, we only have a couple hours of 2016 left. Yeah, and it's exactly. It's not too late for uh, <laughs> Brian Wilson to take out those dudes. Yeah, he might. He just might. What if, like, the Beatles plane and the Stones plane crash... And the wreckage falls onto the Who's bus while they're giving Stan Lee a ride. Wouldn't that be an awful 2016? I don't think so. I can't see that happening. I can't. Like what? You mean Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr? Yeah, and then that they're bringing the bodies of... Uh, I don't know why they would be together. They're friends. Like, oh, Paul, let's go Well, that'd be even stuff. worse because then Zach Starkey... I know, yeah, I know. He's on the bus. I imagine they make him go behind the bus? You know, like, yeah, it's like a wagon he has to go on because he's Ringo's son. I don't think so. And they're like, Keith would have wanted it this way. I don't know. Yeah. I think so. So, yeah, 2016, I'm glad it's uh, coming to an end. Yeah. Been a crazy year. It's been a shitty year. Yeah. Yeah. Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Debbie Reynolds. Yeah. Patty Duke. Patty Duke. I'm not going to name everybody, but... Gary Shandling. Yeah. Joe from down the street. <laughs> Oh, I mean, there's so many people. Yes. It's crazy. And, and Gary, I'm sure every Gary other... Fisher was a, like a bit of a shock. Same with re- George Michael. But, yeah. Well, it's eerie, so I'm reading uh, The Princess Diarist right now. Yeah. Gary Fisher's book. And she talks about... She's starting to talk about her little... Her uh, her buns. Her sticky buns. Mm-hmm. 
and she's like, she, she talks about, she's like, I know when I die, this will be the image that flashes up on the screen when they're talking about it. I was like, oh, Carrie. <laughs> but she was probably pretty right. Yeah, yeah I mean, she was right. Interesting. <laughs> mm. Not really. Yeah, you'll have to edit that nice silence out. <laughs> oh, I'll edit that out too. So uh, this is a different type of episode. Yeah, it's a little different because we're not really reviewing any music. new music. We're doing books. Books. Well, Jamie's doing books and I'm yeah. participating in one of them. So um, I guess I'll talk about My Damage first, then we can both talk about Tranny. All right. My Damage um, is Keith Morris's book. Um, it's a good book. If you like Circle Jerks, Black Flag, L.A. Punk scene, definitely check it out. It's just more um, insight into Black Flag and as I said, Circle Jerks. Um, he, uh, he had a lot to say about like that first wave punk. Like, he wasn't being a jerk. He was just saying like if you didn't fit that image or look that way, and you couldn't listen to anything else. Like if you like Led Zeppelin or Keep Purple, so you can't yeah. listen to that shit. And he was like, I'll do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care. So he had like a little bit to say about that. He talked about he talked a lot about Black Flag and I thought he was gonna like slam like a lot of stuff. Yeah. And he really didn't. He was actually pretty classy about it. He talked about being Repo Man movie uh, and like Circle Jerks were in that. Talks about his drinking and gigantic Coke problem, mm. and then um, talks about being sober and how he I didn't know he managed bands for a little bit too. Yeah. And then he was like working as a, in a restaurant. He was just working at like yeah. Where did they talk about that? Um, probably in that. The no, place. in that in that documentary, Bob the Monster. Because oh, yeah. Bob worked at the same Bob restaurant. Bob was his roommate for a little. Yeah. Bit. Um, yeah, but I think yeah, Bob. Because he talks about that. A in bunch that of them did. He just told a lot of people were like, "Oh, that's got to be a um, a low point in your life or something." And he's like, yeah. "No, I actually enjoyed it." Yeah, apparently they were all really into it. Yeah, it was like that's when he found out he had like like he had real bad. He's diabetic and he yeah. really has to watch himself. He's like slipped into diabetic comas mm-hmm. and stuff. And he talks about how Off came into being. It's it's a good book. It's like you're. It's not like the best uh, story ever. Like you know what you're gonna get mm-hmm. more or less. Um, it's good. Good simple read. You can yeah. pretty much finish it in a day or two. Mm-hmm. My, well, you, you read that LA Punk one. You don't yeah, under the big it. black sun. Yeah. yeah, it's more of that. I mean, it's, as I said, it's mm-hmm. good. So that is uh, my damage. Keith Mars. Yes, I always love Keith Mars. Mm. It's rad. Mm. Next. I ran. Tr- I read Tranny by Laura Jane Grace, which I just lent to Lou yesterday, and he I burned it through it. Not that it's it took me well, like two or three. Days. One thing that helps is it's larger than normal print. Yeah, which it's not like when I read sounds like shouting. I just imagine in my head it's just someone like Laura Jane Grace just shouting, mm-hmm. which she probably was. So what did you think? I feel like honestly, it's every other punk story origin story I've read. Oh, I was like a misfit and this and that, and they all seem to take place in Florida. But I don't know. Like it was, there are a few interesting stories in there. Like, what do you think about him being like all into crafts, or she being all into crafts and like I'm an anarchist and then sells out to the major labels? I think it's mad at the fans because they're mad. I thought that was very interesting. Actually. Yeah, it was an interesting um, point of view. Like I understand what he was sa- she was saying, but at the same time, she's kind of being a bit of a baby about well, it. like. I have to say, and you know, God knows, I hate his music and it's horrendous. <laughs> but Bruce Springsteen, mm-hmm. who, by the way, like shows up in a lot of these like stories because apparently just goes around like some sort of fucked up fairy godmother to punk rockers. Mm-hmm. And when he's like, yeah, you know, The Clash did this and everyone called him a sellout, but no one remembers any of that. They just remember the music. Yeah, which is which true. Which is, you know, true to a certain point. Um, I like Butch Vig as the fatherly type. The Butch Vig was... Written about very well. Like, Butch Vig seems like a really cool cool guy. So, actually, there wasn't a lot there that I hadn't already heard in interviews and stuff. I mean, I thought... It's pretty much just the life of Laura Jane Grace and pretty much transgender. Or like, I thought all the transgender stuff, there's going to be more prominent. Mm-hmm. Other than I she'll, she'll be like... I like that was in the background a little bit. Like, I thought it was it, very it much in the background, which... like, just coming up a little more, but... Mm-hmm. As she was saying, like, she was trying to put it in the back of her head. You know I, what I mean? I, I like the... The get me a box story. Oh, no, I forgot about that. They're on stage and awesome. it would have been when it, she was he was really sick enough having to shit in a box while they were performing. Yeah. So it was like, it was very, I'm glad I read it. There's nothing special there. I mean, other than if you've read one of these punk rock mm-hmm. type things, you've read them all basically. No, I agree with you. More or less. I think it's a quick and easy read. If you're an against me or a Lord Jane Grace fan, I think you'll like it. Yeah. But 
if you it's nothing that you didn't hear as you said oh. yeah so yeah that's uh that's tranny yeah too much about one band profile mark told me about transgender band uh, with lead singer forward driven hardcore mm. pretty decent yeah. um i've listened to it a handful of times at ep worth a listen mm. nothing totally standoutish but yeah. but good um another memory loss i forget exactly where they're out of but uh woman lead singer hardcore mm-hmm. you know what you're getting it's good yeah and then also the dead airs um which is out on anxious and angry indie rock a little lighter decent maybe check mm-hmm. it out a couple little titles here and there. i finally got around to listening to blonde mm-hmm. which i really liked it's good it. uh frankie ocean oh, okay blonde. okay and lady hawk can't remember what any like some wild things. I forget. I'll, we'll go back to it. I know. Um, Have you ever listened to Lady Hawk? Wild things. I think Glenn burnt me something like years ago. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't tell you. It was good. It's I just... like uh, yeah, it's like synth pop uh, mm-hmm. soloist from New Zealand. Uh, yeah. Pretty good stuff. Anyway, um, mainly I was trying to listen through stuff I reviewed this year to get an idea of what we were going to talk about for our top ten. Top ten. Top ten. What was your top three? Because we didn't want a billion things to write down. Yeah. Or people fighting or giving yeah. a list of 20. Well, do you have a list? I have a list. Um, do you want to do our listeners? Let's do our listeners. Um, I will start with Mark. My Mark. Brunison Auto. No Effects, First Stitch, Effort, and Megadeth, Dystopia. Mm. T. Perrin Mitchell. Andrew Bird, Are You Serious? Lucia Fasano, Radio Silence. And Ingrid Michelson. It doesn't have to be... It doesn't have to make... I can't read my writing. <laughs> like, I can't remember, because I, I know Ingrid Michaelson. Mm-hmm. And I can't place it, though, right now. Well, it was out this year. Yeah, I know. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> uh, Mary Brickthrower. Yeah. David Bowie, Blackstar. Mm. Grimes, Art Angel, which I totally forgot about. Grimes yeah, people love that Grimes. I, li- I like yeah. Grimes. Nine Inch Nails, not the actual events. To be reviewed uh, in the future. Yeah. Bill Scudder, Simo. Uh, Let Love Show the Way, David Bowie, Black Star, and then he put Infectious Grooves because it was reissued. I was like, Infectious Groove. Glenn, Lady Hawk, Wild Things, St. Lucia, Matter, and Pet Shop Boys, Super. Hmm. Nick Crowley, Band of Horses, Why Are You Okay, Every Time I Die, Low Teens, which I just actually bought that vinyl last Hmm. night because I've been hearing a a record. It's not like, I bought the vinyl. (laughs) I've heard really good stuff about it. Jenks, which... I'm hoping we'll have a list later tonight. Yeah. Um, he gave us a couple little spoilers. Mm-hmm. Circle of Dust. Yeah. Machine of Our Disgrace. Nine Inch Nails. Fragile dis- Deviations. Very good. Then he had kind of like ties. And maybe I won't talk about it because maybe he'll oh. have it. He also side. said Mark Heal. Yes, I did see Mark, that. Yeah. So, but yeah, the, the ones, although one of those, I'll say right off the bat, doesn't count because Clutch came out last year. A year ago today, podcast-wise, I talked about it. Because ah. I remember walking around listening to it while my brother was buying a piece of pizza for me, waiting for you to come over. Because that's what my life is. That's a good story. That's what we call baller. <laughs> All right, after that, Mike Walsh, The Preacher Soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Leonard Cohen, You Want to Take It, You Want It Darker. Which, did you know he freaking recorded that on his in the hospital? No, I did not know that. I heard, like, a bunch of different stuff. I was listening to um, 100 Words podcast. Yeah. And uh, that was, like, a lot of people's favorite. Mm. It was, like, a year-end review. Yeah. And, like, yeah, like, he knew mm. he was dying. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, yeah, anyway, he read it from his, like, knew he was dying and was on his deathbed yeah. from the hospital. Uh, it sounds like he's copying uh, off someone else. Mm. Anthrax. For all beings. Mm-hmm. Paul Jackson, Vinnie Paz, Cornerstones of the Corner Store. Yeah. Chris, Chris Rivers, Medicated Consumers, Tribe Called Quest. Sounds made up. <laughs> the Tribe Called Quest album, like I said, was good, but it's very oh. top-heavy. Kind of petered out at the end. But that's just my opinion, and I'm a white guy, so what am I going to do? <laughs> Dave Mooney, The Coral Distance in Between, Metallica's new one, Hardwired to Self-Destruct. The record company, give it back to you. Grim Noir, Bowie. Say it out loud, The Interrupters, St. Motel. I might be doing this the wrong way. St. Motel Vision. I think I got it now. Mm. Or Shake Band, Signal, and Scandal Yellow. That sounds fucking made up. (laughs) He said one was a J-pop band or J-rock band. Oh, I had to listen then. Oh. You like (laughs) J-pop. Alex Crowley, Cold of Luna. Nothing, Tired of Tomorrow. 
and Bosk, Audio Noir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and Alex have a lot of a lot. I like Bosk, and I'll have something to say about that other album shortly. Mm-hmm. Rich Ambleton, Metallica, Hardwired, Every Time I Die, Low Teens, and The Dead Daisies Make Some Noise. Mm. Jake Martinez, Avatar, Feathers and Flesh, Amon Amarth, Yams Viking, which I did listen to. Interesting. Yeah. Jared Moore, Beyonce Lemonade, Aesop Rock, The Impossible something that I wrote, and Childish Gambino, Awaken My Love. And that mm. is... Th- Didn't someone say... Shoot out, point out Radiohead as an honorable mention or something at some point. Yeah, but I, I didn't write it down. Yeah, oh, because Radiohead is. Uh... No, no, I just there, I had to write this down real quick. <laughs> Are those three po- tacos paying dividends yet? <laughs> not yet, not yet. Working no. on it. They're brewing. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, we are doing a podcast. Yeah, we're doing both. <laughs> so, um, since we're going through this rather rather quickly, mm. what uh, what I guess we'll do our top. Do you have any honorable mentions, or are you just doing straight? I have a few honorable mentions. Let's start with that. See, I have a card because I prepare. Um. <clears throat> honorable mentions. La Luz, mm. which if this were 2015... <laughs> I was going to say. I said, still wouldn't be my top album because <laughs> Slater Kitty and I the love would still be. Yeah. But that was an amazing album. Also, honorable mention, Mommy Long Legs, also 2015. I was a bit liberal this year in reviewing things in 2015. Mm-hmm. Not so much next year. Lady Hawk, and then uh, Games right. Violet for being so fucked up. Yeah, that was good. Also, I'd say uh, Puss Pop Depression because I completely forgot about it until uh, I mentioned it twenty yeah, minutes that ago. That was something yeah. I wanted. Like uh, I saw pop up on people's lists, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like I just totally forgot about mm-hmm. uh, listening to it. I Hold ha- on, rat monkey. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Sumatran rat uh, monkey. Like that? Yeah, like tons of them. It's uh, horrible. Get your lawnmower out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have a couple. Uh, I thought this year was fantastic for music, to be yes. honest. There was a lot of stuff. Like, I could have easily done a top mm-hmm. 20. and just... Yeah. So, I will say, if I could fit Horseback, that relapse record, that kind of ambient, um Yes, yes, I do remember with, the, like, the weird Grim Reaper DVD mm-hmm. cover. Horseback I thought was really good, but I don't have it in my top 10. Frameworks, mm-hmm. also, I think I reviewed it. Uh, Sm- I think the album's name was Smother, and that was it was good. Danger's record, The Bend and the Break. It's, uh, it's still pretty good. It's not in my right. top ten, though. Super Unison was really close to making my top ten. I probably would have had it at 11. Yeah. But I have ten as a tie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did I say No Effects? No. No Effects I thought was good. And I'm also going to say the Sia album wasn't the greatest album, but I, I actually yeah. did listen to a mm. lot. Um, and I'm not going to say EP, so I'm not going to put Gloss up there. All right. So let's start All with, right. um, where we have 20 minutes? We're at 20 yeah, minutes. So go... One one ten ten nine 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 nine. You know. Yeah. Uh, no. No, we'll do ten. <laughs> All right. Number ten. You know. Do you see that? Yeah. Well, I'll fix that. Lou has no indoor voice. <laughs> Number ten. Dies by Gadget Way. Mm. Way back in February, I almost forgot about this one. Yep. Um, it is on my top ten. It's all. A, it's a kindergarten teacher who's angry about animals being in jail or something. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Basically, but a, a really good angry album. It's a great album. Yeah, great really album. Good. My number 10, as I said, is a tie. Mm-hmm. I have Angel Dust, Rock yeah. the Fuck On Forever, and The Interrupters, Say It Out Loud. Ah. The Interrupters, Scott Punk, what is it? Uh, I think they're on Hellcat. Yes. I listen a lot. It was a, a favorite of mine in the mm-hmm. summer, and I almost didn't add it, and I was like, you know what? I I kind of keep mm-hmm. in mind with this, this list, like if I listen to it a lot or went through a phase yeah. where I listened to it like nonstop, and I, I did. And the Angel Dust, I, I think, is fantastic. It's yeah. Pop hardcore. Fuck yeah. Like, uh, you like it wet? <laughs> what? Angel Dust. Oh, oh. Uh, training Day. I know. You know what's Training Day? I know what wet is. Number nine. Yes, number nine. Romantic, Mannequin Pussy. Ooh, it is on my list uh, as well. Philly Zone, Mannequin Pussy. Uh, we just reviewed it, so I'm not going to go into it now, but it's a really good album. Yeah, great. Lonely, um, I wish it was longer. Yeah, so probably it's like 17 minutes. Yeah. You blink and it's done. But it's good. Uh, punk album changes up the formula here and there. It is on Keeps my it very list, interesting, yes. But it's up a little higher. Yeah. Uh, my number nine, Angel Olsen. My woman. Fantastic. I actually just bought her on vinyl today. Wow. I went to the uh, rock shop. Yeah. It's on a nice purple vinyl. It's mm-hmm. pretty sweet. Um, I really like the album. It's yeah. I bought 
like a couple singles. And I was gonna buy on Bandcamp, but I'm like, you know what? If I can get it on vinyl, mm-hmm. get the record, I'll just do the download code and mm-hmm. go from that. But I think it's fantastic record. I yeah. like it a lot. So that is my number nine, mm. Angel Olsen, or as you say, the AO. 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 A little too much AO on stage. <laughs> uh, number eight, Empire Builder, Laura Gibson. Okay. Oh, I forgot about Folky, that. Folky, sad, kind of lonely, a lot of emptiness. But good. I actually re-listened to it today. It's a lot more produced than I remember it being. When did that come out? Do you remember? Um, February, March. So early year, yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, listening to it. Very good. My number eight is The Descendants, The Hypercaffeinated Spasm. I, I think that's the title. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> Hypercaffeinated Spasm. I'm reading everyone's comments. Yeah, we're doing this live on... Uh, on Facebook. Well, these people would know because they're, they're well. No, when you put the Poe podcast, because we're like kind of like yeah, talking. Yeah, please. So anyway, the new Descendants album, excellent. I never expected it to be that well, like that well done and yeah. catchy and fun. Um, as I said, I was never like huge into the Descendants, but I was like pleasantly surprised, and I end up <laughs> listening to the album a lot. It is very good. My number eight. Number seven, Strange Little Birds, garbage. <laughs> An album that is, it was, go by and listen to it. If you listen to it at, um, from beginning to end straight, it's a very good album mm-hmm. indeed. I saw uh, Joey, Joey Odorizio had that on a top ten list. Yeah, I didn't want to put it higher on the list, one, because I feel like I'm playing favoritism. And two, there's a lot of other music I'd like to showcase. I actually do not have Garbage at all. I know, list. you weren't a biggest fan. I didn't hate it. It just, I felt mm-hmm. like I was trying to listen to it. Like, yeah. it was becoming kind of like work. And it's not that it's a bad mm-hmm. album, but there's... More stuff I'd rather listen yeah. to. I was just grooving. I was listening to it on repeat while I was going around those graveyards in Boston. See that? Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. It's very gothy. I'm very gothy. Yeah. Did you you should have seen me. Did you feel like your your duster on and your, your eyeliner? <laughs> yeah. Your no. black nail polish? Yeah. Well, I did see. That was actually, that would have been weekend I saw uh, The Cure. Oh. I was so feeling did. gothy indeed. Did you wear a black t-shirt? I did. I wore my black t-shirt because I'm totally And a goth. cape. And did you have like... I put on my vampire fangs. And like, I am the gloaming. <laughs> anyway, that was my number seven, Strange Little Birds, SLB. Uh, my number seven is Bosk, Audio Noir. Fantastic album. Um, Mark got me into them. Um, it's just pretty well. I don't even know what you consider it. Like, we reviewed it. It was like sort of a retro psychedelic album. I really liked that, it. That, and then like, then it's just like, <laughs> yeah, I think it's really it's weird. It's almost and like heavy. sludge metal. And, yeah. But it's. It's very, very good and very well done. Also, the Transdotion bounty hunter from Empire Strikes uh, Back. that's right. Yeah, the Transaurus guy. He looks like a Transaurus. He's mm-hmm. a lizard guy. Lizard people? Yeah. Like the president. Oh, you never know. How's this for a plot to a movie? How's this for a plot? Terrorists. Okay. Break into the White House and capture the president to hold him ransom. Unbeknownst to the terrorists, the president is a reptoid from beyond the stars, and his alien lizard slaves descend upon the earth to kill the terrorists. I don't know. That'd be mm. a lot of CGI. Nah, I would do it all practical effects. <laughs> How's this for a movie plot? Okay. Uh, I alluded to this on Facebook the other day. So, Star Wars Rogue One. You know, like, LucasArts wants to get his, like, squeeze every little penny out of these Star Wars stories. Every little cent. So they're doing all these spinoffs of characters. Mm-hmm. 80s style... Sex comedy starring Porkins, the fat pilot from Star Wars, and Admiral uh, Akbar is the crazy dean. I did see you uh, post it. And it's that. like, yeah, we'll call it like Delta House or something. I don't know. It'd have to be PG. Nah, R. We're going for a hard R. Yeah, That'd be like lots of space titties. <laughs> space boobies. I forget. Uh, we're on number six. Is it my six or your six? Your six. All right. Got your six. Mariner by Colt Luna featuring mm. Julie Christmas. A really slow, plotting, heavy, quite depressing prog metal album. If you listen to the listen to it again, read the lyrics. Sort of about a, a spaceship exploring the stars. It's not by choice. They're leaving sort of in a last ditch effort to save the human race. Yes. And then... Due to infighting amongst the crew, the, the ship breaks and dies. And it's they all die in the cold blackness of space. That's a happy ending. Very Yeah, very happy. Very very cheery. When I went to the record store today, they had a Cult of Luna record. It wasn't 
the Julie Christmas one, or I might have bought it. Um, but it was out of a thousand. It was hand numbered. Mm-hmm. It was like close to forty bucks. I forget yeah. which album it was, but I was like, eh. So if you're watching Alex, that's yeah. not shop. He probably has it. I like uh, Cold Luna. I like them too. Yeah. I didn't know if I liked them forty dollars worth. Mm. I think no. it was like thirty-seven plus uh. tax. But anyways, interesting as a story that was. Gouge yep. away, dies. Oh yeah. As we've just talked about. Yeah, I really like that record. Yeah. It is fantastic. Ah. Five. Five. A Weird Exit by the OCs. Oh, okay. A, uh, a review I wrote during the Olympics while I was high on Vicodin from having dental surgery. Mm-hmm. And it's like a sort of an indie rock psychedelic album where they, you know, sing songs about gelatinous cubes and whatnot, which is what sold me on it. Yeah, imagine It's just a very good, very strong album. Love it. Yeah, I Love have to it. give that another listen. It, not, not that I disliked mm-hmm. it. I thought it was really good. As I said, there's a lot of stuff out this year. Which I uh, am going on something you already touched on for mm-hmm. my number five, mannequin pussy. Mm-hmm. About enough said. Yeah, enough said. <laughs> As I said, uh, I I just wish it was a little longer than seventeen mm-hmm. minutes. My my next like top four can kind of almost be interchanged at times. <sighs> Not me. I'm. Well, I know what your number one is without looking. Nope. <laughs> I gotta edit it real quick. Yeah. Um, you put your your trapper keeper up in yeah. the folders. My unicorn uh, rainbow sticker temper keeper. <laughs> uh, number four, um, Odysseus by Druid. Mm. Uh, 70s throwback album. Touches on psychedelica, space rock. Very early metal. Very good album. Reviewed yep. way early in the year, I believe. Um, yeah. And that sort of triggered a whole psychedelic phase for it me. It might have been, yeah, yeah, you have to do the rules. Did you do the rules of space rock? I did the rules of space rock so where it's like... You, Mark was attacks. asking. He said he's like, I know I missed a couple, but did Lou do them? Like, I thought he did the. I did. I'll redo them again some other time, or maybe I'll repost that episode. Yeah. I'm trying to go through. My number five, Vanishing Life Surveillance. I just did it. I think the last last podcast. Yes. And it's something that really grew on me. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. I really like it. Mm-hmm. That's about all I can yeah. say. You like Walter from Grill Biscuits and yeah. Quicksand? Mm. You might like it. Number three. Yes. I almost copped out on. I almost put in honorable mentions because I did not know where to put this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Skeleton Tree, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Because mm. um, it's a, it's an album about his son uh, plummeting to his death and dying. Uh, very depressing. I put it on there. Ultimately, I put it on there. I was like, it's, you know, music can make you feel or whatever. Blah 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 blah. I've never had such a visceral reaction to a first time listen to an album as I did this one. <laughs> And that was horror. Especially the first song is just so like, you, just like watching a train wreck. You can't look away. You don't know what you're listening to. Well, I told you, I, I watched and I mean, on YouTube and yeah. I was just like, I just felt, it was just uncomfortable. And yeah. You, yeah, you just wanted to And by train wreck, away. I mean thematically, not uh, musically, yeah. because it's a very technically sound, very good experimental album. And it's just very hard to listen to because of the subject matter. It's almost like you're peeking in on him mm-hmm. and you kind of feel gross. Like yes. Watching him Well, you know, he breathe. did that movie. He did a movie... Once more with feeling, because he's like, I don't want to have to keep explaining this to people in every interview. Yeah, that makes sense. So, anyway, that Nick Cave and the Bad Seed to I'll be. Is your number three? Number three. Number three. Trey. My number three is Nothing Tired of Tomorrow. Mm. I think is an excellent, excellent album yeah. on Relapse. It has kind of that Smashing Pumpkins kind of grungy feel to it. Um, it's just a really good album. Mm. I listen to it a lot this whole year i wish i could see him i think they're they're playing mm-hmm. next month or february but it's like a monday and yeah. i should probably have class in but um yeah it was a fantastic mm-hmm. record overall but definitely check it out mm-hmm. it's a good a good release and that mm-hmm. is my number three number two <laughs> <laughs> oh i feel number two coming on yeah i had tacos <laughs> like eating a time bomb <laughs> well, i don't ever hear about eating, eating that tacos and pbr they go uh. Happy New Year's Eve fireworks! <laughs> Number two, <laughs> indie rock German duo Gur within my head. Um, love this album, love them. Very fun, very peppy. It might be the most optimistic album on my list, or at least the lightest album on my list. Yeah, because um, I already know what your number one is. You don't know what my number one is. I'm going to tear it so up right Gurr. here. Yeah, you were really into Gurr. Still really into Gurr. Mm-hmm, they're um, good. I got the, uh, where'd you get them on? Bandcamp? I forget. Bandcamp ultimately, and I don't I, know where I discovered them just flipping around. I told you they were on that new noise magazine that I, that I get. Yeah, and I can't wait for them to come out. Yeah, there's some, some more stuff. Uh, next year are they supposed to I be? I hope so, yeah. 
My number two. <laughs> um, it's not funny when you do yeah, it. Yeah, pretty much. Culture Abuse, Peach. Mm. Excellent album. I've reviewed it. I think everything on here I've reviewed. It's fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember listening to it. Has that kind of 90s grunge sound to it. Mm. Uh, it's fantastic. Mm. I, I really like it. It could it could have been even yeah. almost my number one. I went back and forth with, with uh, my top three. But yeah. Yeah. So Culture Abuse. It's Culture excellent. It's yes. fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's good yeah. stuff. Number one. Kanye West, Life of Pablo. No, no. I don't think there's any real doubt of what number one would be, although I did, I fought with it. I was like, I should put something else here, went back and forth. But ultimately, don't let let the world pressure you. Black Star by David Bowie, Mm -hmm. an album written about a man's own terminal illness, um, culminating in his own death. We all know the story. We're coming up on a year on that. I was in love with this album. Even before he died, because I downloaded it on a Friday, I was really into it by Sunday. And then, where the fuck did Monday go? So the song goes. Yeah, what, what was the date on his death? It was like on his... Was it January like 3rd or something? It was like, was it the 11th? Because he, I think it... Maybe. The 8th is his birthday, I believe. Okay. Now, we have upcoming because they released... You believe? You, I don't You probably remember. have a tattooed on oh. you. <laughs> oh, yeah, that ends up my pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sticks to his face. Yeah. Now, they released three more songs on the Lazarus cast recording that he did. Oh, okay. That I'll review at a future date, probably. Whatever episode coincides to his death. That's my number one. What's your number one? My number one, Pears, Green Star. Mm. Just love the album. Love their performance. It was an album I listened to all year, well, since it came out. Yeah. And I just think it's fantastic, fun, fun album. Just Mm. brings me back to being like a kid. Yeah. A young, angry teenager. Yeah. Um, but I, I really like Pears, and uh, his solo album was good yeah. too. And that is. Um, Steve Rodia says, shocker. <laughs> and I got to talk to uh, to Zach. Oh, that's right. Didn't you like lick his uh, no. dark case or something? <laughs> yeah. No, we were outside. Yeah, you have some underwear I can borrow. Yeah, I was like, I, I need some underwear. No, we were outside and. Uh, just like chilling, and uh, he was out. He was outside, and I just said, "Oh, like, good show," or something like that. Mm. And then this like crazy ex junkie chick was like, uh, "What are you doing after the show?" And he's like, oh, "I got stuff to do." Yeah. And then she's like, "I used to be on heroin." <laughs> he was like, "Ha!" Ah, and kind of mm. just started talking to me and Steve. Yeah. Um, and you gently grazed his shoulder. I, that was before he came outside. Yeah. I'm a creepo. I know. Yeah. <laughs> You should have hit him in Guess the face with a brick. Guess who I touched at the, da- at the Con show? I was like, good job, buddy. Um, and Mark's like, you should have tried to touch him. Was it the bartender? No, it was the lead singer of Dangers. Oh. Johnny Dangers? Yeah. Yes, that's his name. Poor, poor, poor Johnny Dangers? No, Alfred. I don't know. I don't know your kid's music. I'm yeah, old. you're an old man. So speaking of top tens, Jenks is supposed to give us a top ten. Yeah. He's supposed to be here tonight. We kind of, I kind of um, didn't tell Jamie Lou. Jamie fucked up. Yeah, I kind of didn't tell Lou about stuff and have to have uh <laughs> You're goddamn creep. I'm just reading that. <laughs> we have to, you know, figure mm. out stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of technical, not a lot. There's like two technical things, but I do want to get a better setup for next year. Yeah. So anyway, going enough of excuses. Let's yeah. ask Jenks. Yeah. What his top ten is? What do you think, Jenks? This is us pretending to listen, even though we don't haven't heard it yet. Well, we heard some of it. Well, yeah. Hello, it's me again. I couldn't be in the studio this week to kind of take part in the year-end review, so I'm going to phone it in from my studio. Um, to be honest with you, I thought it was pretty crappy here this year for music. Uh, there wasn't really much good stuff out. And, you know, bands you're waiting for stuff from that did come out really didn't cut the mustard. Um, you know, <clears throat> there was new albums from Korn, Metallica, Anthrax, Megadeth, Slayer, if you like them. You know, if you're into the sort of thing like I am, but really, I mean, none of them did much for me. Um, I want to like them. I'm still going to go see Anthrax in a, in a couple of, like, what, beginning of April. Um, but I thought all their albums were pretty, you know, mediocre, to be honest. Um, Except the video for Slayer's first single off their album with uh, Danny Trejo was pretty badass. It's got people be you know decapitating people in a prison riot. It's pretty nasty. Um, so I mean I, I, I don't know if I've got ten here. Um, 
in terms of my albums, and they're in no particular order. Um, but the ones that I kind of like this year, because I've been listening to a lot of old stuff, I found some sound tapes, uh, soundboard recordings of old Rush shows from the Spectrum in the late 80s, early 90s, so it would have been like Presto counterparts, and uh, you know th those tours, and the soundboard recordings are really good. So, but there's a lot of songs on there that I haven't heard live before. Um, so it was nice to get hold of them. So I've been listening to them a lot. Um, but I mean, for this year, I'd probably say, you know, some albums that I really liked. Uh, the EP by Ghost called Pope Star was pretty good. They did a, a, a pretty wicked cover of uh, Missionary Man by the Udid Mix on that one. Um, but I mean, they're like an acquired taste if you're into that kind of um, merciful fate theatrical stuff. I mean, I've talked about them before. Um, Clutch's Psychic Warfare was pretty good. Um, Dungeon Bastards by Ghoul I actually found quite surprising. I only looked them up because they were supporting Carcass um, this year uh, in August. And unfortunately, I just couldn't get to that gig. But uh, that album was pretty good. Um, one of my favourites this year was a debut band, uh, debut album from uh, a band called Kane Hill. I don't really know too much about them. It's just like the cover seemed to look like some. It's when you're getting close, it doesn't look like it, but it kind of looked like some contraption from Saw. So uh, their album's called Smile, and that was that was that was actually really good. Um, and then <clears throat> I kind of quite like the Red Fang album. Um, that was uh, only Ghosts. Um, I'd really heard much of them before. Um, so the stuff that's on my list this year I kind of liked was bands that I'd never really heard of before. And it was stuff, you know, I was just uh, just kind of discovering. Um, I mean, my favourite album of the year has to be obviously the Nine Inch Nails uh, Fragile um, d Deconstruction that they did. But I mean, it's $80 a copy um, for a four-piece vinyl set. And you get the digital download as well. But, I mean, it's pricey for what it is, but he's never going to release it other than at this time. Or at least he says he isn't, but you never can tell. Um, ooh, let's see. Um, so that was Nine Inch Nails. Uh, Mark Heal, who was the singer of Cubanate back in the 80s and 90s, uh, he hasn't really done much for about 17 years, to be honest. And he's done some little things with, like, uh, with... Uh, Ashtray Head and, and, uh, and he's MC Lord of the Flies or something. He just did an EP with Pig the other the other year, um, which was pretty. It was all right, um, but yeah, uh, his solo album come out and, and kind of was, was a bit of a surprise. Um, it's it's got a lot of storytelling uh, kind of stuff that's going on in it. Um, uh, and then the other one that I kind of like, um, and I didn't even know about this band until recently, but they've been around since, I believe, since, like, it's a side project from some other band. I think they're called, like, Cadwallader or, or no, Celldweller. Cadwallader makes bloody homes, don't they? Um, uh, Celldweller, it's like a side project called Circle of Dust. And uh, Machines of Our Disgrace was the album they put out this year. And I think they've only got like about five or six albums over 20 years. Not even that. Um, but that was really good, actually. If you kind of like metal mixed with industrial, I mean, that was, that was pretty top-notch. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been pretty, as far as I'm concerned, it's been pretty poor. Um, and, and like I say, I've been listening to lots of old stuff lately. Um, although the only thing I really get to listen to is when we're in the car and it's all, the kids have all the Disney soundtracks on. So, uh, you know, I know all the words to the song that The Rock sings from Moana, and uh, I'm, I'm not particularly proud of admitting that, but, um, but yeah, um, let's hope 2017 is better because 2016 was pretty gash. <laughs> See, now we pretend to laugh. You tell him. Yeah, um, like I said, I mean, from his honorable mentions, I don't know if you mentioned it in your thing, I love... That Clutch album, I actually, I almost was going to see them tonight. They played tonight. They're playing at... they played a couple days ago. They played in like Allentown or Reading. Uh, they did a small show in Bethlehem tonight, I believe. Hmm. I and, never saw them. Never, uh, no, never uh, got into them. Nothing against them. It's, no, it's good. It's good. I have one album. I don't even remember. I think I bought it in like it, somewhere in the early 2000s. Elephant Riders? I don't know. Yeah, listen to Elephant Riders. That's the, that's the good the intro. The quintessential. Yeah. I think so. Except for all the others. <laughs> anyway. 
So uh, what are you looking forward to uh, next year? What do you other than uh, we talked you already talked a little bit about Nine Inch Nails, although that is out already. Yeah. And the Bowie is that already out? The last it's one? out. It's been out a while, but I uh, okay. Yeah. Is there any other albums you're looking forward to, or you haven't thought that? Well, Lowe's is supposed to come out with an album next year. Other than that, no, just be surprised. I know Cloud Nothing's coming out with something new. I heard the actually heard their single coming over here tonight. Orwell's I like their uh, they have something new coming out I think in February mm-hmm. that you could pre-order like them a lot I'm trying to think of other stuff yeah I don't know I mean I usually just go on band camp and yeah unless it's like there's like there's like five bands that I uh, I look I look for on a regular basis one of them just put out an album one of them's dead <laughs> what's the five people that you look for I don't know not the five I mean, like it'll be like yeah, there's people I don't even remember oh I hope off with their heads do a yeah. uh, a new album Think, their old album, the one I just mm-hmm. reviewed, was just you know acoustic versions of the old. I think song. Nine Inch Nails is supposed to put out a full length. You would think year. they would if they're doing this teaser. Which hopefully he'll tour again. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Which and skip Philadelphia like he's done the last two times. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. I wonder if Queens will put anything out. Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah, they're. They might be about due because that was what 2013, I think. I think um, yeah. Unless yeah, because that's pop depression. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true yeah. too. Project. Well, Eagles of Death Metal. Yeah, and that and um. I'm getting Brody pregnant. Crooked. Yeah, she had a third baby. You know that? Yeah, I know. You know, you were there. I was at the wedding. Yeah. The, oh, the wedding of the baby? The baby's wedding. It's like in um, Twilight when a werewolf sees a, a baby. <laughs> I think it's, I read the Wikipedia once and that's something that happened. Uh-huh. Sort of. And they're like, baby Mary. Mm. Baby Mary. I think so. I think you're lying. I, it's in the Wikipedia. Yeah. Of Twilight or of Twilight Bruce and baby. no, I was there for real though. Yeah. It was in Australia. Uh huh. Sure. And. All the famous Australians were there. Uh, Michael Hutchinson. <laughs> he officiated the baby I wedding. Did, yeah. The Midnight Oil guys. Was, uh, Olivia, Olivia Newton-John there. Olivia Newton-John. The Bushwhackers. Huh? You know, I think they're from New Zealand. They were my dates. I took the Bushwhackers to the baby wedding. Yeah, I think you're lying. It was romantic. Mm-hmm. And Kylie Minogue was there. <laughs> And we had a blooming onion for dessert. Mm-hmm. Then did you see, uh, is what's his crocodile Dundee still alive? I think he is. I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. Just asking. A Yahoo Serious. Yahoo? Yahoo Serious, you know, Young Einstein. I mean, Yahoo, you, Yahoo Serious. Does it really matter? Yes, it does. Yahoo Serious. Rootin' tootin'. Yeah. So being as it New Year's Eve, early New Year's Eve, we've got mm-hmm. about five, less than five hours till 2017. What yeah. are, um... Some New Year's resolutions. I'm glad you asked. I oh. have some New Year's resolutions. Do you have New Year's resolutions? Um, I will in about a, a minute. Oh, all right. <laughs> First resolution. I'm going to learn how to say the name of the guy who was 12 years a slave. Oh, what is I can't. What is See, I can't name? say his name. It's not I like him. I liked him in that. I liked him in Doctor Strange. I liked him in The Martian. I can't knew. say his name. Sorry. So that's my first resolution is I'm going to say his, learn how to say his name. Go ahead. Oh, I have to keep going? Yeah, um, I don't really do Second resolution. I'm a little too cool for school. I'm going to own an art. An art, huh? Yes, a piece of art. Like what kind? Like a painting? I don't know. Painting, maybe a sculpture, hmm. maybe a, a performance piece. Did you fart? No, that was my stomach. Oh, okay. That was in my a-hole. <laughs> that was in my bun-bun. So, okay. That's cool. I'm going to... Reduce the Netflix junk on my queue by eighty five percent, not including new series. Mm-hmm. I thought about these. I go for attainable goals. Like one of my goals this year, use a coupon. You know what I did two weeks ago? Used a coupon. I bought paper towels. That's good. It was attainable. And I think that's three. That's enough. I might have a four. Oh, maybe get married and have a baby. But <laughs> that's like a that's a stretch goal. Yeah. You can always order a wife. No, nah, it's weird. Remember that creepo dude at the comic store? Well, where can he use his last name? Yeah. So this dude who was like, he was a, was he a male stripper? At the cave. And he came in and he was telling us like how he had met this girl at one point. And then it came out that he met her in Moscow. <laughs> and then he wasn't maybe going to have trouble making his mortgage that month. It was a slowly dawning horror type situation. It was creepy. Yeah. Well, he asked me out. And then I was like, no. And I was only like 18 or 19 mm-hmm. at the time. And I was just like, number one, like, no. Mm-hmm. And then he like got like kind of angry with me. Yeah. He called me like slutty spice and like just 
He would just be kind of passive-aggressive nah. towards me. I was like, sorry, dude. Like, yeah. number one, you're not my type, and you... I mean, like a little... He was like a little troll. <laughs> I said I could be a stripper. Me neither. I think he was taking, like, a lot of uh, steroids, too. Yeah, he looked like a juicer. Yeah. Crazy juicer. stuff. That's my New Year's resolution. Uh, I'm going to start juicing. Yeah? No, I'm not. Mm. I don't really have too much. Mm. Um, I eat pretty good. i got to get back on track. This month's been mm-hmm. kind of bad eating tacos and cookies and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, And I don't want to be drinking during the week. Not that I, you know, I'm like, bah! but, you know, I'd get home from class yeah. or something and I'd be like, yeah, I have a couple beers and I don't need to be doing that. Mm-hmm. i got to get in training shape mm-hmm. for my runs. The runs you're going to have from those tacos <laughs> in the, an hour, as long as it's not on my chair. I got a kind of, oh, I got a five mile run in mm-hmm. uh February and then I have mm-hmm. half marathon in, in March so I gotta start getting in mm-hmm. running shape and I not that I I mean I did seven and a half mm-hmm. miles today I resolved not to soil myself next year <laughs> you know you just want one of those things hanging out there just in case yeah. it's like indemnifying myself well I luckily have not done that yet and I want to keep the streak alive so maybe <laughs> the that, streak alive <laughs> yes, keep the streak alive and I want to uh, I want to read more I'm since I've uh, class finished mm-hmm I've read like two books, read a graphic novel, finished Westworld. Um, so I want to mm-hmm. start another uh, another series. Westworld uh, was great. I know you're not. I got to catch up on it. Yeah, I'm good. still working on Fuller House. What they just had the Thanksgiving episode and everyone comes in and Danny's having like a midlife crisis and Jesse's gonna adopt a baby. I, how can you not watch it? Uh, very easily. Boop. Stupid. It's stupidly Awful. good. I might finish Mr. Robot. I gotta finish. You gotta finish Mr. Robot. I gotta finish Luke Cage. I gotta start Luke Cage. I started reading your book that you got me for Christmas. And yeah, uh, the girl with all the gifts. Really, girl with all the gifts. I'm on chapter three, so I'm pretty, yeah. pretty far in. <laughs> but it, it's good. I really like. Yeah, it so it's good. Far. It's yeah. very, it's very different. I was mm-hmm. like, ooh. I was surprised. I digs it. Yeah, we'll talk about it in a future podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's about it. That's so, about it. So we might have uh, some. We always say special guests. I know you might do one with Matthew. Yeah, well, he, he's gonna. I'm. He might have already been inserted into this episode digitally. Hello, everyone. This is Matt coming at you from Northside, Northside Murder Crew, Phoenixville, House Up on the Hill, Man in the High Castle. Uh, and I'm here to talk about some year-end music. My list. I wanted to think about albums that I I really enjoyed, that I wanted to spend more time with, that I spent a lot of time with things that I wish I had listened to more. In general, very humble and subjective list. Uh, I get really annoyed at this time of year when uh, you read lists and they, they really try to come off as definitive and ob- objective because that's such a silly approach to take and you can't tell me that somebody really spent a lot of quality time with 50 or 100 records in a given year and got down and decided which one was this 36th best record and which one fucked up a little bit and had to come in at 37 and which one did a little better and had to come in at 35 so so really these are just just the albums I found myself thinking about uh, as we approach the end of the year here so right off the bat uh, I'm put in mind of pop music because Beyonce Lemonade uh, seems to be at the top of lots of the major media blog lists and uh a uh, pop record that I really enjoyed this year is Santa Gold, 99 cents. I'm kind of a sucker for Santa Gold. I, I like the sounds that she brings to music. I, I think she makes pop music super interesting, and I love her voice. There are a lot of really great singles on this record, Run the Races and uh, Who Be Loving Me and, and, and a couple of others. And I didn't see a lot of people talking about that album this year, and, and I think it was a, a little uh, a little undervalued for, for when it came out. Pup. The Dream Is Over, a great punk record. Uh, I think Pup hits a super sweet spot of, of being like really juvenile and, uh, and uh, histrionic almost, but like pulling back just enough so it's not embarrassing to, to, to really get into. Uh, sometimes I was listening to this album and I, I honestly, I almost thought it, it sounded a little like Sum 41 and that kind of, it's like embarrassing to enjoy that, but they really, uh, they put, like I said, put a very mature twist on it the album seems to be a lot about um staying at the party maybe a little too late and and contemplating that like you see everything around you moving on and 
and you're still in that place and is that the appropriate place to be or not so uh, other other punk records i really like this year i like pony time rumors too the rumors are true pony time's a great kind of tongue-in-cheek two-piece from seattle you might recognize the the drummer of pony time actually uh drums in childbirth uh kind of a trash south street alum and uh, I think this is their last album too, which is kind of sad because I don't I don't think they ever got a lot of traction outside of Seattle. But it's a fun record. It's got a, a '60s uh, garage rock sound. There's a lot of like either playing playing the the bass as the primary stringed instrument or like baritone guitar and that really great kind of tinny hollow mono drum sound. So uh, a great record to check out you might not have heard of. Uh, Coat Hangers had an album out this year. I didn't get to listen to it a whole lot. I kind of wish I had. I, I liked all the singles off of it that I heard. Uh, it's called Nosebleed Weekend and, and the Coat Hangers are always fun to listen to. Uh, Wimps, uh, another Seattle band put out an album called Suitcase, I think it was called, and they're a super fun pop-punk band. And uh, another band I always I always like to pay attention to when they have some new stuff coming out. Uh, Gogs put out an album this year, self-titled album. It's a G-O-G-G-S, and that's a Ty Siegel project. Uh, Ty Siegel, of course, very prolific. And this is sort of a, uh, a very thrashy, 80s, hardcore-inspired uh, punk record early early 80s hardcore sound that was like a fun little ripper it's a short album but uh, some some great songs on it and uh, in his own right ty siegel under his own name put out an album i really like this year called emotional mugger uh, he put together uh, a great backing band kind of an all-star band called the muggers which has uh cory hansen from wand and uh, king tough and I think Michael Cronin. I always kind of confuse Michael Cronin and Charlie Moonhart, and I, I think it was Michael Cronin playing in this one. But uh, like I said, a, a really great band. And another album that I'm kind of surprised that it just didn't get talked about as much as I, I would have liked. Uh, it's a fantastic album. It's kind of uh, almost like a 70s pastiche. Uh, there's like every little thing from the 70s, isn't it? Like you expect a lot of uh, glam rock from. from Ty Siegel, but it, it had some like kind of funky sounds and some very psychedelic stuff and just a, just a great, another great outing from Ty Siegel, as you, you know, always expect. He's one of the most consistent hitters in the game, I think. The OCs, as long as we're talking about Ty Siegel, puts me in mind of the OCs, put out two albums this year, uh, both fantastic. I kind of think of them as one album because uh, the, uh, the second one, uh, uh, An Odd Entrances uh, was released as a companion to the primary album, A Weird Exits. Great uh, OZs, John Dwyer, great as always. But slowing it down and getting kind of away from that stompy OZ sound and lots of uh, synth and um, Krautrock. Krautrock's kind of the, the word of the year. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of acts seem to touch on that sound, and it's a great sound to touch on. So we all love, we love Psych and we love Krautrock, so... I especially recommend, if you haven't listened to the OCs, uh, either record this year, listen to um, Crawl Out from the Fallout uh, right into The Axis. And it kind of, it gives you something that's way different than you would expect from the OCs, right into something you would expect from the OCs, like a Procol Haram sounding slow psych jam with, with lots of keys. And then like it literally detonates into like this guitar solo that's just like, just amazing uh so always enjoy them similarly kraut rocky uh, king gizzard and the lizard wizard put out an album called monogon infinity this year that's super great I especially enjoy king gizzard's ability to blend songs into each other you always kind of feel like you're listening to one long track even as they weave in and out of songs and uh, and that's even in between records too. When you watch uh, live videos of them, uh, they they put together a set that's very, uh, very interwoven. I'm gonna get to see them for the first time this year, and I'm uh, excited, excited for that. I think that's gonna be a great show. Some great rock flute uh, seems to be in order, and uh, two drummers. We always love two drummers. We love it with the OZs, and we love it with Ken Gizzard. Uh, likewise, in 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 kind of our, our spacey realm. Uh, it's Not Night at Space, one of my personal favorite bands, put out a new album this year called uh, Our Birth is But a Sleep and a Forgetting. It's instrumental, stoner rock, uh, but has a great 
spacey soaring guitar sound on it and uh, lots of uh, heavy doses of, of Middle Eastern influences. It gives just a super, super gorgeous atmospheric uh, sound. Uh, and likewise, in the same vein, if you like that kind of music, a band I just heard about this week actually called $75 Bill put out an album called Wood, Metal, Plastic, Pattern, Rhythm, Rock. And it is uh, inspired very much by West African music. I, I like African music. I like world music, but African music is my favorite, and especially Saharan African music. And $75 Bill is a two-piece guitar and then uh, the second member of the band plays uh, improvised percussion and, I believe, horns that he makes himself. And they interpret that kind of heavy West African influence into more modern instruments and, and more modern sounds. I, I heard it once and I, inst- I knew I was going to buy it. Uh, I actually read about that on a different year on list, a really great one uh, that Aquarium Drunkard put out. Uh, That was a fun list to read and to explore a lot of music off of. Um, So check that out. I'd also really enjoy it if if these tastemakers, these like list list guys, um, would look back at their old lists and pick things out that maybe stuck around for them a little better. Uh, They're never going to do that because you kind of have to admit a level of fallibility for it. Or talked about records that they missed and that they maybe heard for the first time in a year that they didn't come out because I think there's a lot of value in that too and uh, $75 bill puts me in mind of a, a African music record called uh, Guitars from Agadaz a record from 2006 called uh, Guitars from Agadaz it's the same thing kind of West African music played on on uh, rock instruments it's really really enjoyable and I came out in 2006 I heard it for the first time this year and I am not ashamed to say that uh, I loved it, and uh, I was late on it. So never be a, never be ashamed to say that you were late on music. I uh, Perling Hiss put out an album this year called High Bias. Everything I've heard off of it, I loved. Haven't had a chance to really listen to it yet, and uh, look forward to listening to it in the new year. Their Philadelphia kind of city mate, Spacen, had an album out this year I listened to the first time. That's another one that came off of that uh, Aquarium Drunkard list. I really enjoyed that. You should check that out. And I heard one song from a band called Green Meteor, but it was super exciting. Uh, something I'm going to want to look for more Green Meteor music in the future. They uh, they just played uh, in, in Philly with uh, Hawkwind uh, to give you an idea as to what they sound like. They're the kind of band that plays with Hawkwind. So, uh, again, a lot of uh, prog rock and kraut rock uh, threaded throughout this list. Uh, speaking of sleeping on albums, um, Ultimate Painting had an album out this year called Dusk, which is a super mellow album. I listened to it once. I don't think it's the kind of album that people that hits really hard because it is such a mellow album. But I think down the line, if if people did say, "Hey, I slept on that album," and it turns out I, I really liked it, uh, Dusk is one of those albums that it would uh, be like that. Um, likewise, the Alalas put out an album this year called Calico Pattern. I think it was called Calico something. Um, really mellow Southern California rock. Uh, it's just a good album to chill out to in the, in the alalas kind of have that beachy Southern California thing down and with a little bit of that like Bakersfield country sound to it. So another one that I think that isn't, isn't built to, to, to blow your skirt up, but you give it some time and I think it's going to kind of creep, creep in, creep into your vertebrae as they say and parquet courts had an album out this year i didn't listen to it made a lot of lists but parquet courts are great and i bet it's a great album so that's something i'll be listening to in new year and i will happily say i slept on it and uh, aren't i stupid for sleeping on it so so we're getting getting into the stretch here albums that i really 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 liked this year uh there's no no numeric uh system here but you can kind of infer what you want from that um there were three rap albums out this year i I don't know a ton about rap but i know what i likes and i really like the life of pablo kanye west um i I wonder if the fact that that was distributed in a less than traditional sense has a lot to do with where it's ranking on people's lists this year but i like it i like it more than the last two kanye records so uh i also think I'm not 100% behind the idea that you're going to kind of keep revisiting and revising an album, but uh, that's the most compelling argument I've ever heard for 
subscribing to music rather than paying for it. He's the only one that's convinced me that maybe that's a good idea. So well on, uh, good on Kanye. Uh, I think Kanye gets a lot of shit for being weird. And uh, I think we could use more weirdos. So Schoolboy Q uh, put out uh, Blank Face. And uh, I, I really like Schoolboy Q a lot. And uh, just hard gangster rap. and But like really talking about the consequences of that lifestyle but in a super ambivalent way not like not moralizing on it just saying this is this is the life and this is the consequences and uh and and man he's just good just really just really nails it really kills his songs also a lot of great videos uh, out of this album and if you if you like watching music videos look up some of the schoolboy q blank face videos uh groovy tony John Muir is probably my, my favorite, and John Muir has this great R&B hook uh, that kind of comes in, and, and, and I, it gets, you know, I, I like it every time. And Black Thoughts, another really great song off that album. My favorite rap album this year, not that I listen to a lot of rap, but I really like the Danny Brown album, Atrocity Exhibition, that came out this year. And I think um, the Trash South Street listener may be inclined to like this album, too. It has a lot of dark wave inspiration uh, Danny Brown I know really likes uh, Depeche Mode he really loved Black Star the David Bowie album uh, that came out this year David Bowie have you heard of him yeah anyway uh, do you know any good David Bowie covers no I'm, I'm just kidding but not to take away from from the Danny Brown album uh, Atrocity Exhibition like I said uh, it came out on Warp Records which is super interesting because you do sort of normally think of Warp Records you think of like cool electronic acts and uh, I think of broadcast uh, my one of a band I really love from from the early 2000s that I did not know about in the early 2000s that I learned about recently in the last few years especially the first few songs if you have if you have a streaming service none of them are on YouTube uh, but if you have a streaming service check out the first like half of that album especially but all the singles are really great too but uh, there's a great in the first song great kraut rock guitar sample and then there's a lot of original production on this album too uh tell me what i don't know it kind of sounds like somebody rapping over um, the soundtrack to uh the warriors so that's right up my alley or i could also say the soundtrack to stranger things which is right up everybody else's alley apparently check that album out i really love it. i think danny brown's a super interesting guy two women are following up their excellent excellent rock albums and they both did it in very different ways. Kate LeBon came out with an album called Crab Day, and Angel Olsen came out with an album called My Woman. And I really like both albums. My Woman, the Angel Olsen album, kind of sounds, uh, you want to see her act in a David Lynch movie. It's got like a 60s girl group thing, but like a sinister thing. She's super intense. And uh, I saw her live for the, for the first time this year, and, and really amazing. Uh, really amazing live. She's a great band. She has a big, powerful voice. And uh, I can't recommend that en- enough. And then Crab Day, the uh, Kate LeBon album, uh, super weird, super different. Uh, you normally expect from both of these acts kind of uh, vocal and guitar rock music. And Kate LeBon certainly, you know, does that beautiful Welsh singing voice and guitar followed up her excellent album from from previous years with a, a weird uh percussion and horn thing and i haven't fully wrapped my head around it yet and uh and i keep listening to it and i keep feeling like i'm listening to it for the first time every time i hear it and i think it's super neat and uh super uh super i think it's gonna last i think i think the more i listen to it the more i'm gonna come to appreciate it um, and I just, if we're talking senior superlatives, like I said earlier, I wish more people would do senior superlatives. Angel Olsen's Burn Your Fire for No Witness, her last album is, is one of my favorite albums in like the last decade. It's, it's amazing. And Kate LeBond's last album, Mug Museum, uh, just as amazing, maybe a little less amazing, but, uh, go but get both of those or listen to both of those. If you, if you're not familiar with them, they'll, they'll blow your ass out as they say. Uh, classily and uh, finally and I'm talking about this album last even though I'm not saying number one album but 
uh, the, the album Pile by a Giant Dog. Uh, I was turned on to this album this year by The Best Show with Tom Sharpling. He's a big fan, and I instantly became a big fan too. Um, great rock music with like piano, and it's very raucous, and the singer Sabrina has this big, powerful voice, almost like R&B level voice, but doing it in these kind of great trashy rock songs. And uh, if you check out, the, if you haven't heard of this band, go go listen to the album Pile, and I, I think you'll be very pleasantly surprised. So uh, I'm going a little long. I'm, I just want to wrap up and say uh, a lot of great music coming out this next year, and I'm looking very much forward to The Breeders should have a new album out, and that should excite everybody. Uh, Lelouz, uh, Trash South Street favorite, Lelouz has, has recorded new music, and they should have an album out. Schoolboy Q has finished a new album. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Uh, they have a new album coming out. Ty Siegel has a new album coming out. I would fully expect the OZs to have a new album coming out because when do they ever take a year off? Crystal Fairy, another uh, Trash South Street uh, alumnus, uh, they have their album's going to be coming out. I think that's going to be really good. And last and not least, my favorite band in all the world, Screaming Females, uh, have been working on new music, and I fully expect them to have new music out. So a lot to look forward to already. And uh, that's it. And uh, have a good have a good year. And uh, back to you, Jamie and Lois. That's good. I don't know. It's a mystery. Topic. What do you think? I'll delete. Just kidding. It'll be literally I'll delete every Jamie part <laughs> out. They're like weird. She wasn't even in that podcast. Yeah, Who's he talking to? <laughs> Why does he say read his ten and then he pauses and then goes nine? Uh yeah, so you have yourself a good New Year's yeah, Eve. Yeah, and hopefully you enjoyed this most boring uh, broadcast. Eh, we tried it. Figure we tried. Where do you guys hear the finished product? <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> you can find us at TrashSouthStreet.com. Yeah. Facebook is the easiest way. Yeah. That's about it. And you can leave us feedback on... Yeah, leave us feedback on um, iTunes. We're on t- iTunes. Just leave some stars or a review or whatever. Or if any of you have any music you want one of us to listen to... As we always put it And there. Butcher, when we review it. Nah, Please. I don't, but we don't go out to just shit on stuff. No, I mean just so we do a horrible job. Yeah, yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. Well, cool. I'm Lou. I am Jamie Z. And there's all, Sean Hill. You joined just in time for it to end. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays. Yeah, and we will see you next year, man. In the grim future if the bombs don't drop tomorrow morning. Yeah. Bye-bye. Later,